time for us to check in on this Wednesday morning with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer, who joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk numbers. What did we hear yesterday? So we got the briefing yesterday. I guess this is uh, number 120 or so of these uh, regular briefings from Adrian Dix, Dr. Bonnie Henry. Uh, 146 cases over four days over the long weekend. So, you know, Dr. Henry says she's been looking for zero, so we're some distance from that. Um, It's interesting, the focus of the pandemic has again shifted. We went through a couple of weeks where a lot of the cases were related to that outbreak in Kelowna. Mm -hmm. Interior health, no, we're back to the two big health regions in Metro Vancouver, Vancouver Coastal, Fraser Health, 90% of the cases are there and concentrated in the eastern end of Fraser Health. That is, well, the big number there is this outbreak at the Blueberry Farm. We now have 74 cases related to that. Uh, The good news, uh, yesterday, we should always focus on that too, no new deaths. That tends to confirm that these are younger people. Uh, and that we're catching them earlier and people are getting treated because also we have only eight people in hospital, four in ICU. That's way down from the dark days of March and April. So there is some good news, but clearly there are still outbreaks, small Uh clusters, and a scramble to trace them. It's interesting. I heard you just talking uh, with Nikki about the going in a restaurant and saying, did you take my name down? So contact tracing is really important. And especially, not just because of restaurants, but uh, Adrian Dix and Dr. Bonnie Henry both addressed this yesterday. A lot of these outbreaks now, cases are related to private gatherings and small parties. And so when when you get a case and it shows up, then they scramble to find, okay, who all was there? Where all did they go afterward? Because they might have exposed, they might have gone back to work. They might not have been aware there was a case at the party. So they say that mostly we're still able to trace, but they are concerned about this. And Dick said yesterday, going to private parties at this time is not something we should even consider doing. If you don't know the guest list and you don't know the numbers, I strongly urge you not to attend. Right. Let's talk a bit about the airline situation, too, because Dr. Henry keeps citing airlines is not providing very much information. Air Canada is disputing that. I find this incredible, actually. Yeah. I have, having had dealings with Air Canada over the years, even before this, I would have believed Dr. Henry ahead of Air Canada on pretty much any subject. But on this one, she's got a lot of credibility. I mean, she says, look, if you could see What we get from the airlines, not just Air Canada, but all of them, every time we ask for the flight manifest, you would be surprised at how little we get. She says the airlines know very well how much somebody paid for their seat and uh, all that, and they may know who paid for it, but they don't know necessarily who was actually sitting in the seat or how to find them, and that's the problem. How is that possible? Because that's the way the airlines keep their books, and they're not used to being told to do things differently. And she's complained about this, Simi, as you know, a bunch of times. She's gotten nowhere so far, and she said it again yesterday. It's Transport Canada is in charge. They're the only ones who can do anything about this. Remember how long it took the border services to deal with the issue about 
pass through travelers to Alaska. It took weeks mm-hmm. to get something. Remember how long it took the federal government to start screening people at the airport and telling them to self-isolate? It took weeks. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the federal bureaucracy is in no rush to deal with this problem. But what I find incredible is every week you see the airlines whining for a bailout. Oh, I know. Ottawa... Like, why can't the federal government just say, don't even talk to us about what you want until you get the flight yeah. manifest in order so that every one of these flights that's on alert, we can find every passenger from every seat within a few hours, because that's critical right. to stopping the spread. Yes, Air Canada's argument is that when they ask, we provide it, but it takes them like a day or two to do that. And I think Dr. Henry's argument is we need it right away. Like we yes, and we Dr. Need it Henry right says that what Air Canada's been providing isn't good enough, and that it when they first started asking for them back in March, it took days. So. Yeah. You know, as I said, I've uh, I I have no problem on this one deciding whose credibility to believe. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> airlines haven't exactly endeared themselves to people no, over the years. No. But let's talk about the back to school thing too, because Vaughn, this this to me is one of those kind of leaps that I think we are going to have to take. Certainly, that's the way Dr. Henry frames it. But some parents don't sound like they're ready. Yes, and I think it's fair to say that uh, the public has not been made ready for this yet and that it's going to take some work before the scheduled reopening on September the 8th, so uh, Tuesday, right after Labor Day. So Dr. Henry was asked about this again. There's a petition, as you know. uh, uh, Certainly one group within the teachers' union is is very upset and complaining. Um, So she said a few things that are pretty important. The first thing she she indicated is they're not backing off. Uh, She has confidence in the basic framework that's being worked out, not just by with the government, but with some stakeholders in the system. So we're, we're sticking with that. There's plenty of room to tweak it, however. And she also, I think, indicated that some aspects of it are not all that well understood. But her basic thing is still the same. Uh, there are risks to children in not opening. Some children fall behind and they never catch up. There are reasons why she believes we can safely open here in British Columbia. There are still low levels of transmission in British Columbia. So we're not like places south of the border or even, you know, provinces back east. Um, The details are still in the works. She says you need to understand that it is going to be different depending on the classes, depending on how the school districts work it out, depending on the level of grades. So there's still room there. And... You know, the thing she says again and again is that there are no no risk options out there. Yeah. You know, we're all anxious. She said she was anxious when we started opening up the long-term care facilities for visitors. She was anxious when we started allowing surgeries back in the hospital. Oh, yeah. We need to live with these anxieties. We need to talk them through. And again, Simi, if you saw the, the warning from Dr. Tam nationally yesterday that you know, don't assume we're going to have a vaccine any time soon. Don't assume it's going to be fully effective. Don't assume we're not going to be living with this for some time to come. So we need to reopen the schools as safely as we can. And Dr. Henry says the basic plan is in place to do that. Yes, details still need to be worked out. Right. And that's the thing. I think people are jumping ahead, not realizing that there's still a few weeks to go here where we're going to learn more about what it looks like. Yes. And, you know, parents uh, will have some options. Uh, Again, she says, you know, parents 
need to realize it'll be different for some children in some schools, um, and depending on what grade you're in. Um, you know, I think the other thing I would just say is, I and I've gotten a lot of feedback on this, and I've seen the reaction to on some of the others, there, there certainly are questions that have been raised by teachers that need to be addressed. I think those are being addressed. I right. think that's why we have until... August, uh, near the end of August, to have the plans in place. But the other thing I see evidence of it is that this often happens with the BC Teachers Federation. There's a faction in the Teachers Federation that have turned it into a power struggle. They want more prep time for teachers. They want smaller class sizes. They're trying to use this as leverage to get things they didn't get in the last round of bargaining. Yeah. And I think the government is standing fast against that. But it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason why we don't have the kind of consensus on this that, for example, we had in the long-term care sector or in the hospitals in terms of reopening right. for surgery. All right, there's more to come on that. And just before we leave you today, Vaughn, I'm just, I'm sorry to hear that there was a sighting of that Asian murder hornet in Saanich. Yes, in Saanich. So I'm glad you didn't ask me if I've gone to a restaurant recently (laughs) because I haven't. Uh, I have been doing takeout. But Uh if you think I'm coming out of my basement, never mind (laughs) leaving the house and going to a restaurant, uh, they've also been sighted in the Cowichan Valley. The one in They're getting closer to you, Vaughn. They're getting closer to you. Yeah, and the one in Saanich isn't confirmed, but the woman said the wingspan was roughly that of an eagle. At least Ugh. that's the way I heard it, so I'm pretty alone. <laughs> I'll bet you are. Stay in the basement, Vaughn. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, Simi.